Hey, it's Dave, CheapWineFinder.com. We're doing another New Year's Eve party wine. This time we have a, a California outpost of a iconic um, French champagne uh, champagne house, uh, Louis Roeder. He has a 600-acre estate in Anderson Valley, Mendocino. Um, Anderson Valley is about 100 miles north of San Francisco, and it runs along the coast. So it is a cold or cool weather, foggy place, all the things you want to grow wonderful Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And all they grow up there is Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And they basically make their wines in Mendocino in the same way that they do in Champagne. They, uh, the key to them is that they always, um, after first fermentation, they age their wines in French oak barrels for a while before they then go to second fermentation. And with this non-vintage, uh, the, the Rotorer State Brut is a non-vintage wine, and they will... Uh, they will take um, several different vintages of this uh, barrel, um, barrel aged uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, and to put them together into the cuvee that makes up this wine. So it's a little bit different. Not everybody barrel ages their uh, Chardonnay or and their Pinot Noir for a Champagne, and this is not Champagne. It's a sparkling wine. Champagne is only from Champagne, but Rotor is doing their Champagne techniques in Mendocino County. And I'm going to have a sip because I have champagne in my hand and, I'm, you know, I'm going to take a sip. This is a wine I found on sale for $17. I think it lists for $28, which gets fairly close to entry-level um, champagnes. But I think you're going to find this on, you know, for $17, seems $16, $17 is inexpensive, but it's going to be on sale this time of year. And the question is, is what's the difference between entry-level champagne and wines made in the same style, with the same techniques, with the same know-how from other growing areas that often come in for less money? And in this case, uh, you got me. I don't know if I could tell this apart from a French champagne um, in a blind tasting. I mean, I've read somewhere that uh, the wines from Champagne have more atmospheres in the bottle. That's the pressure inside the bottle. The French Champagnes have more atmosphere in the bottle than other countries do. And that might be true here. Um, but, you know, other than when you pop the top and the wine overflows with Champagne in it, which it does fairly often, you're not going to know the difference. I mean, after it's done overflowing... You know, you're not going to know. Uh, you get it in your glass, and this thing is delicious. It won uh, last year. It was the number 27 wine in the Wine Spectator Top 100 Wines. You know, it's a non-vintage wine, so, you know, it's the same thing in 2019. And uh, all the different uh, wine magazines gave this wine 92 points or better. And it's a fairly inexpensive, considering what champagne is. And it grades out like like champagne does, or better. It is made the exact same way as champagne, or better. This one is two years in the bottle. Second fermentation is uh, at least uh, 24 months. 
And there's different lats. So some lats could be more than some lats less, but they're, I mean, they're all going to be at least 24 months. And in Champagne, you have to be at least uh, a year and a half, 18 months. So it goes beyond the regulations for Champagne. And uh, they, uh, they mentioned in their tasting notes, uh, organic and biodynamic vineyards. Biodynamic, if you haven't read about that, is the old school way of farming where they actually do things. They plant and they do things based on the phases of the moon. I mean, they make winemaking decisions based on the phases of the moon. It's really old, old way of making wine. And the organic, too, and I don't know if they are certified organic. The label and the wine didn't say it. And if you're not certified organic, the the label won't say it. And maybe it's a blend of non-organic and organic vineyards. I believe they have 600 acres. There's got to be more than just one vineyard there. So So it's, it's, but it's made to very high specifications. I mean, at least part of it seems to be organic and part of it seems to be biodynamic. I'm going to take another sip because... You know, like, it's been a couple of minutes since I took the last sip. I'm drinking champagne. Why would you want to talk and not sip? And it's delicious. It has this balanced acidity. I mean, the flavors just go on and on and on. And it's 60% Chardonnay, 40% Pinot Noir. So it's got a little mix of those flavors. It's got the Christmas of Chardonnay wine, and it's got a little bit of that rounded flavors you get with the Pinot Noir. And the city just allows the, the flavors to actually get stronger as they go along. It's kind of interesting. And the first sip is like, whoa, it kind of expands on your palate. That's not a bad thing to happen with champagne or sparkling wine. I shouldn't say champagne again. My bad. Again, sparkling wine, bubbly. Uh, just because rotors, the people who own this thing, I'm, I'm using the wrong term. But this is a very, very nice sparkling wine. And it's got... It's made to high standards. It's made with great grapes. It's all a state fruit. Um, uh, One thing I noticed in their tasting notes, he talked about uh, pressing the grapes. And they said when you press grapes, um, there's always the first press. And to get the most out of the juice, there's usually two or three other pressings. So um, here they said they only use the first press because they said the first press is the best one. And they think the quality goes down the second or third pressing. So... Uh, again, a light bulb came, out, came, came off in my head. And like when you get a inexpensive wine, like it's a, uh, you know, a wine uh, uh, from Napa Valley that's selling for $13, you know, you might be, they said they sell off the second and third pressings. They keep the first pressings for themselves. So when you get a Napa Valley wine that's very inexpensive, you might be getting the second or third pressing. Now, that's not a bad thing, and I'm going off on a tangent here, for a wine that's like a third the price or half the price of what it would be if it was first pressing. No, no problem at all at that point. They said it's not as good, but it doesn't mean it's bad. So, But the, everything, to so the point is everything here is done to exacting standards. There is no shortcuts with this wine. And it tastes delicious. Uh, at $17, it goes one-on-one with entry-level champagnes. Uh, uh, like I said, R- R- Rotor does Cristal, and they have a couple of uh, very fancy top-of-the-line uh, other uh, 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 bottlings, and they do wonderful things there. And there's not too many wine regions that can go one-on-one with the high-end champagnes, the exclusive ones, uh, um, the very special uh, runs. You know, but entry-level, 
Yeah, you can kind of go after them and kind of meet them and come in a little bit cheaper like this one does. I'm not saying that um, entry level, and it's kind of weird to say a $35, $40 wine is entry level, but for champagne it is. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those wines because there's not. But I'm saying that there are less expensive wines made in the exact same way with equally good grapes and equally good winemakers with equally good specifications that you can buy out there. And this is just one of them, you know, um, so keep that in mind when you're buying wine for the new year's Eve. I mean, at 16, $17, you can get two of these bottles for, you know, uh, a fancy name brand wine that you probably couldn't tell the difference. And I know there's some people who can tell the difference, but you probably can't, uh, you in a blind tasting, you, which, which one's French, which one's California, you know, you're flipping a coin. So keep that in mind when you're at New Year's Eve, you can get two bottles of this for one bottle of the French stuff. And are you losing anything by, by getting the Rotor Estate Brut? No, not at all. You're getting a really good wine. And I think uh, that's it for me for this one. I think we got one more wine for the holidays coming up before the New Year's sits in. Um, so we'll get some more party helps on the way. And that's it for me. Hope you had a great Christmas, and I'll be talking to you before the new year. Keep it cheap. Adios, and 